What are you supposed to be? For your information, he's a little leaguer. Welcome to OTR, a friendly debate. The podcast where lawyers go head-to-head, debating the most essential and important topics in our lifetime. From pop culture, philosophy, history, and everything in between, we aim to change the hearts and minds of our listeners, but fall short nearly every time. I'm your host, Patrick, and I'm here with our two debaters, Orlando and Mucci. Before we get really deep into things, Lando, how you doing? I'm good. He has done that a couple of times, <laughs> and it gets me every single time. It's just so good. It's also focus. Bob Dylan seemingly saying it. <laughs> For your information, he's a little leaky. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm feeling good. I think we definitely needed to do this episode, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, would you like to tell us? Do you still why disagree, Mucci? You've requested this appeal for so yeah. long. As a recap, so this is being season two. Um, for the longest time, there was an appeal going. Um, I wouldn't say going. It was. It was going. <laughs> <laughs> it was going. So we were young back then. We didn't really know, you know, the parameters of the episode, and Mucci took it upon himself to just completely derail the whole thing by basically saying both sides were bunk so it's bunk you know, bad yeah well if you pick a side you gotta you gotta stay with your side mm-hmm. you know i mean i i think i appreciated Mucci's deontological argument but that may have been lost on some people <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean well, Mucci, you i i think you've come around right you agree that maybe you should have picked a different side or? yeah i mean i would say i think um the way my you know my point was maybe misconstrued I, essentially and it got it got away from me maybe a little bit was just my my basic so what point actually are we discussing was, i don't think we ever <laughs> introduced oh. <that>. the topic <laughs> yeah. well aliens versus ghosts which was our second episode first one we recorded uh on halloween last year actually so almost a year of doing this um but but yeah i i, I kind of came at it from the approach of well you know you can't say that I don't. I don't like the, you know, the fact that you can say, oh, ghosts or aliens are real because it's based in science, and ghosts are therefore not real because it's based in like, you know, spirituality or faith or whatever it might be. But I think I will take the approach this time, you know, for this debate of just like, <laughs> fully saying, you know what, I believe in ghosts. Ghosts are real, and going at it from that perspective. So, Lando, would you, as the appellant? The person that moved for this appeal, would you like to start us off with a bit of an introduction? Absolutely. It's going to be short, sweet, to the point. I just want to say that um, the amount of encounters that people have had with strange lights in the sky, um, you know, didn't just start after Roswell. There were plenty of other settings beforehand, um, and they go farther than just seeing strange lights in the sky. They go, you know, to seeing objects on the land, seeing creatures that they can't explain coming from those objects, those lights in the skies that land and uh, they see something that doesn't belong here, they've never seen before, an intelligent being that uh, may have some motives that are not known to us. I just find that there's a lot more credible sightings in terms of UFOs and aliens than there are for ghosts. I think those could be explained by either, you know, wanting to believe that maybe a loved one or that 
someone, you know, that you've heard about in history, was around in the area, and then your mind plays tricks on you, and all of a sudden you're in this house where 10 people got murdered and, you know, the clock starts going a little bit abnormally fast for your liking, and all of a sudden it's a ghost encounter. I just don't find that credible. So, in terms for me, aliens are real, <laughs> ghosts are not. That was two sentences? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Sad so, live. Come on. One, one thing here, you're talking about, oh, you know, these strange creatures arriving on a land with a craft where they don't belong with mysterious intentions. That just kind of sounds like European settlers coming to the new world. Maybe oh, not. Oh, right. Moochie. Yeah. So uh, would you like to lead us into your position? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, I'll just I'll be pretty brief. I, what I what I do really like. Two uh, sentences. Only. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try. Um, what I do like about uh, uh, ghost, you know, sightings, ghost stories, um, is that they're very like localized to a particular place a lot of the time. Like it's this place is haunted. I've met different people have gone there, and yeah, you can say they saw what they wanted to see, but the terroir have... of the haunting. Wait, what's that? The terroir of a haunting, much like mm -hmm. a wine varietal or taste can be tied to a distinct region. Yes, it's it's tied to a place. It's tied to like a place that the multiple people grow better there. <laughs> tied to a place that multiple people can go to and uh, have this experience. Whereas for me, and maybe maybe Orlando can enlighten us on more encounters uh, like that are localized to a particular area or something like that that multiple people can verify. But to me, it seems that every um, alien visitation story I've heard about is like very singular to one individual. Like this happened to me. Um, and here's all that I went through, and it's kind of, in a way, unverifiable or difficult to verify because it's so singular. Whereas ghost sightings are like, oh, go to this place, and yeah, you may or may not see some ghosts. That's what, you know, I, I think that that uh, adds some, like, credibility and, in a way, verifiability to the ghosts. The repeatability of it. Yes, exactly. Interesting. And the localization of it. Into like a particular area. Well, you know, science is based about testing and confirming results. Uh, but is that what you're saying, though? That people can go there and it's going to be repeated scientifically in a way that you can measure it? Because I don't think that that's accurate. Well, right? that if you go to that place, you're going to you're going to see a ghost. No, I mean, you might, you may or may not, or like you may, you know, if if you know, now it's like in the internet, and you can kind of like hoax, you know, there's a lot of hoaxes going around, but, like, I, I, I think, you know, how does this stuff spring about, like, oh, this site is haunted? Well, multiple people have gone there and experienced something, and then, if multiple people say, like, I saw a weird, you know, ghostly woman, oh, I did too, oh, I did too, oh, I did too, it kind of adds some more credence to it, because multiple people have come back and said the same thing. So, we've kind of already slid in, I guess, into answering one of the questions is, you know, there was the issue of the scientificness, uh, the empirical ability um, to verify these kinds of things. So, you know, Mucci's leveled a critique at your position being that multiple people can have sightings of the same ghost over time, the same haunting, the same phenomena. I wonder if anything, if you have any response to that, you know, if there's any sense of a repeating alien visit, I know there's like crazy people out in California or Nevada that like 
There's crazy you know, people all over the place. Make a big yeah, circle and wait for them. No, I think that that argument of, you know, it's repeated at a certain location over and over. I think that kind of strikes in the opposite direction of your argument, because like I was saying, I think that people see what they want to see sometimes. And I think that if you go somewhere for the specific reason of wanting to see something, you might be more inclined to believe the slightest misstep or noise to be a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, you so know, what we need is someone who's unaware of right, the potential right, haunting. Right, and I think, it. yeah, and I but, think places like that that are like well known for hauntings or whatever, I think that because, you know, there's so many people that keep seeing, you know, random stuff or keep hearing random things and, you know, the area that they go to, it's kind of hard for someone that goes there later on once it's become a touristy area to really have that kind of experience. It's got to come from somewhere initially, though. I mean, it can't just be one person saying it and then, you know, well, I think everyone else is like, I never saw something, I never saw something. You know, we're like, speaking of a bit of a hypothetical here, and this is the way I'm understanding is, Lucci's point is that you could theoretically, if a place is haunted, send a person there who's unaware, and that person could experience that haunting. And I think that's kind of yeah. borne out by people's experiences in the similar place. But, I mean, are you proposing that you just send somebody, a different person out into the, you know, deep, dark wilderness and hope they get abducted? I mean, if you're hoping and you're saying you could send someone to a a haunted house and potentially he could possibly see a ghost, then you could do the same thing for, you know, a location where someone was abducted. Send them out to the same area and potentially... How how about this? Not to hijack it, but... I have three, you know, examples prepared, really, of, of different yeah, let's locations. Yeah, actual discussion. Glad you're and, prepared, and, <laughs> and I think Orlando has a few prepared as well. I do. So we can just um, maybe, you know, spend the, you know, crux of this episode telling our ghost stories, alien stories, and seeing which one wins out. So are you seeing this then as a supplement to the record already established in the first season? Yes, in, yes. But uh, with the caveat that... You know, anything I said that was like, oh, ghosts aren't real or they're both bullshit kind of thing that at least my argument was painted as. He'd like to strike that is, from the record. Is, so um, in my research, I I kind of focused a little bit on um, one area. It was like Haunted Bridges. So there's Can you this... just give like the three names right off the top? Oh, sure, so sure. So I have like, I have Crybaby Bridge for my first chunk there. And then second, I, I found funnily uh, an airport um, that was haunted. Which was actually the airport in Honolulu, which I thought was funny. Cause... I also have an airport on mine. Okay, okay, cool. Lando and I have both been to that uh, Honolulu airport, though, so that's funny. And then, um, very briefly... I didn't see a ghost there, so <laughs> you can mark that down for your scientific study. <laughs> very briefly, uh, uh, Lincoln Park Zoo as well, uh, which is a random little one. But um, okay. but the first one I had is a, is a decent you know, little chunk here uh, on Crybaby Bridge. It's actually in Illinois, just north of Monmouth um, at Cedar Creek. And the history of the um, site is that there was a flood that caused an elementary school bus to crash into the river off the bridge it was, and all the children inside drowned. And so the haunting is that if you put your car in neutral on the bridge, the ghost of the children will push your car across the bridge. And if you put baby powder on the bumper, you can see like handprints of the children that pushed your car. So uh, people have been there, heard screaming and babies crying and had that experience of the car being pushed across, across the bridge. Um, there's also how do they figure out the baby powder? 
they like sprinkled just on the back like of their driving car. around with yeah. baby paddles. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Babies. Let's just <laughs> I think I think I could actually this. explain that one because this isn't the only location where a similar story yeah. has happened. True. There's there's other true. bridges where this exact same scenario plays out <laughs> and the baby powder or, you know, dust or chalk laid out on the car does the exact same thing. So well, There's a lot of haunted places. Where you do the exact same thing. A lot thing. of ghost sightings. Uh, I don't know if you they're all buses that go a off. A ritual. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. And, yeah, so that's, that's Crybaby Bridge. There was a couple other bridges, uh, all in Illinois. So I, I had this article on uh, dangerous or host, most haunted bridges in Illinois. So a couple... <laughs> Highlights was uh, <laughs> super niche, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was like, that's kind of cool. Illinois Bridge fans, <laughs> you found your home because you can like go to like we, you know, we should have like gone on like a road trip and gone to these bridges. But there's a old train, a old old train bridge in Schuyler County, Illinois. Um, there's like a phantom train that will shake the bridge, and you'll hear a children whistle, and also you hear ghosts of uh, children crying, see children darting in and out of the woods. Um, Lakey's Creek Bridge in McLeansboro, Illinois. Um, the story there was that a, a frontiersman named Lakey, his body was found with his head severed, evidently by his own axe. And for decades later, people reported being traveled by a headless um, horseman at this bridge. From his own axe? Did he do it himself? I don't know if that's the theory <laughs> that he, like, self just cut his own head off with an axe. Chopping wood and yeah. some, Maybe he just, like, puts the axe down and, like... <laughs> well, it's like that done. scene from uh, like, that Stephen King movie. Blood. Storm of the Century is the one. Oh, okay. I don't. I haven't seen that. Uh, Bridges of Bloods Point in Cherry Valley, Illinois. Um, similar story of a van of kids coming back from a party, plummeted off the bridge. But the driver uh, was in a, a clown costume, and he can sometimes be seen clawing his way onto the road. Okay. Um, <laughs> and a cemetery nearby has uh, this floating orbs, a fanning, uh, a phantom dog, uh, a vanishing barn, and also the laughing children. I so. love a good what, orb. What kind? Of, yeah. I mean, too. I mean, I thought they would be mostly associated with aliens, but yeah. Or, you know, like gas out of like a, a swamp, like swamp gas. This is my question, too. Like, all these kids are going into the fucking river. You think there'd be articles, right? We're, we're, mm-hmm. Wouldn't there be an article like 30 kids die in a bus that just, you know, drown after this bridge collapse? Yeah, or are these factual events that they say later cause the hauntings, or is it just like nobody knows and this is just the legend? Yeah, I mean, I, I think some of them are, are rumors and some of them are like um, actual happenings, like the Lakey's. I think the Lakey's body, the guy's body Ooh. was found was 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 legit. I think the children was the axe found was like near him, rumored to be happen. Yeah, yeah, it was oh. the axe found. <laughs> So shit, that's a yeah, murder. That, that's that, a murder that just that guy never got caught. <laughs> well, so what time in, in the U.S. is it that twenty kids can plummet to their death off a bridge, and it's just like the eighteen hundreds? A rumor, <laughs> like the early nineteen. The other or town over there, I heard the they lost like before most the of their children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the school carriage, the school yeah, drawn carriage. carriage. <laughs> All right, so uh, say your thing. <laughs> uh, I've got one um, also in Illinois, in Chicago specifically, O'Hare. My airport one is a UFO sighting from November 2006. Oh. So it's pretty recent, actually. Um, November 2006. We're recording this in 2022. 2022. So, so this, this is, is, I guess it's not too, years not old? too recent. But so it's as this, recent as American Idiot This UFO could drive. <laughs> What's that? You're saying this UFO could drive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was a um, 
this happened around 4.30 p.m. So, you know, right around rush hour, there's plenty of people in the airport, people working, pilots, all these aircrafts that are, are going off. Um, but several uh, employees and pilots, as well as passengers, but it was mostly the pilots and employees that were um, interviewed and talked to about this because they were, you know. By who? By the Chicago Tribune. So it's in the trib. It's in the trib. That's those are uh, some of my sources here on this one. So these people <laughs> described this uh, UFO that they saw as silent uh, and under 1500 feet. So below the clouds that they saw that um, that day. In a notoriously day. cloudy city. What time of year was it? Uh, it was in November. Very cloudy uh, season. Yeah. So there were clouds above it. And part of what they saw involved the clouds. So they saw this object floating in the sky, you know, hovering in the sky. Uh, some described it as like a rotating Frisbee. Others said that it wasn't rotating. It was just floating there. Uh, keep in mind, this isn't an airport. This is like a very busy fucking airport, you know, Chicago. Did they Chicago get it, like, radar? Um, that I do not know, but, you know, several accounts of it hanging there before it just shot up straight into the sky, causing a hole in the... Uh, cloud right above it. Is there any like camera or photographic footage? That I don't think so. Um, so this is post 9-11. Right. This is what I was going to get camera pointed at every no. square inch of an airport. This is what I was, I think it happened kind of, um, obviously this happened suddenly that, you know, people probably saw it. They were probably alarmed. <laughs> this is what I was going to say though. This is something that happened post 9-11. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because this is something that happened in an airport post 9-11. And really the explanation that we get from the FAA was one, they kind of refused to investigate. They said it was like a, uh, a weather condition uh, known as hole punch cloud, <laughs> apparently, uh, where a jet flies through a cloud that's at, you know, nearly freezing. And once it goes through that cloud, it breaks uh, it up. It breaks it up. The, the water molecules in the cloud, um, they condense they, into they, rain. Yeah. And they, 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 right. And so yeah. it causes a hole. Um, so there are a lot of things flying at an airport beneath beneath, the beneath, cloud ceiling. Beneath where that cloud was. And the thing is... So they went into the cloud. They described this object as going straight up. So I don't think... For like how many seconds did it hang around? That I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I, like you said, there weren't any planes that were observed going through that cloud. So this is a direct result of this object that they saw hovering going straight into that cloud. So you said that they interviewed uh, like air traffic controllers? Uh, I'm not sure if it was air traffic controllers. They interviewed uh, pilots and I have a quote from a mechanic uh, that talked to the Tribune uh, that said, One, if I can, yeah, go okay, go ahead. Go ahead. If I can quote him, he said, I know that what I saw and what a lot of other people saw stood out very clearly, and it definitely was not an aircraft, um, is what he told the Tribune. Um, and this is, you know, this is kind of like, kind of what I was getting at in the la in the first Aliens vs. Ghosts. Like, these are people that would know what they're looking for, looking at. This is 4.30, I guess you could say that, you know, November... Maybe it's a little bit darker. I don't know how dark it was that year around that time. Yeah. But it's not does, something... Does the sun set vary by year that much? I, I, you know what? Well, we probably could have checked the Farmer's Almanac. Okay. <laughs> Upcoming debate, guys. 
Sunrise versus Sunset. <laughs> Two part mini episode. Sunset. I'm never getting up on. that early, so <laughs> I oh, prefer I like Sunset. Yeah, I, so I like the, the pilots that they interviewed, were they uh, like on the ground or were these pilots in a plane? These were at that all time? the reports uh, from what I saw, it looks like the people that they talked to were all um, within that terminal. This happened in okay. Concourse C, the United oh, Terminal. Okay. Yeah. So not the haunted terminal. Oh, I have yeah, no idea. No, yeah, no. Well, isn't that the joke that uh, Terminal D doesn't exist because it's A, B, C, and then there's D. E. Oh, wait, no, it's A, B, C, D. E is the one that doesn't exist because F is the international. It's like further up. Yeah. 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 The ghost terminal. But apparently not this. This is the alien terminal. Is... <laughs> yep, let's see. I have to keep a lookout for uh, that when I go there next time. I mean, I could tell you about a, a ghost terminal at an airport, too. Yeah. Let's so I, I just want to kind of sum up. You're saying there's a couple pilots, mechanic, all on the ground, no photos, no there radar. Might be, there might be photos. I just don't. I didn't see some when I came across it. Yeah. I mean, well, if you can have like a dramatic reenaction, I think that would really help. It, it's just it sounds point. about as scientifically verifiable as the ghost sightings that I mentioned. Is it, though? Has yeah, it come I mean, back or to just like, you know, in, in I mean, these aren't, these aren't like tourists that are trying to go see a UFO. These yeah. are people that are just... These are tired, that saw something tired inexplicable that got drunk that, at the airport bar. <laughs> they, they saw something inexplicable, they didn't know what it was, or like they their mind played tricks on them or something, which is the same thing you could say for I, but ghosts. The, the difference, I think, is that there were... This all happened at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. these were multiple people at the same time. And... You know, so you as a state's say, attorney, you know the value of multiple concurrent witnesses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying. I think, we have, I think we both have that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But, so but I'll get it. Are we ready for another airport story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's a perfect. Uh, my second thing is is an airport story. It's the uh, Daniel K. Enoye International Airport in Honolulu, Hawaii, and it's about um, the lady in waiting. Um, mm. So people report seeing a blonde woman in a white dress. Uh, shows up in the airport, um, and the she la- hot. <laughs> okay, and also I'm kind of an idiot. What is a lady in waiting? Is that like a bride oh, to be? Or? Right, right. So uh, I thought she was just like that. waiting for her plane. But but <laughs> it's uh, there was a man in waiting for four hours yesterday. <laughs> Let me tell you. No, I I don't know that how she got that name. Well, the, uh, she got the name from this story actually that she fell in love with a, a man who pr- promised to marry her, but he uh, flew off on an international flight and abandoned her at the gate. So she's waiting for him to come back, uh, but she she killed herself in her distress at him leaving her and is waiting at, at the, the airport. airport. I I don't know if the legend is that she killed herself at the airport, but that she killed herself and is waiting for him to return. Guys, so, these are pretty pretty flimsy stories. <laughs> well, There's a lot of details here that I wish I had. So, um, if I'm to render any kind of you know steadfast verdict on this one, I want to have some facts. Steadfast. Go ahead, Mochi. Give him what he wants. <laughs> so there was a, an interview with um, Ooh, this uh, Ray Duropan of the Honolulu Police Department. He um, was a police officer for 17 years and worked at the airport uh, for two years. And he would get calls from travelers over and over again who saw uh, the woman waiting at the gate, looking out the runway, even after planes and passengers were long gone. So there's no plane out there. She's like at the window at nothing. Just waiting for a plane. So they're calling um, the cops because they saw a blonde woman in a white. Dress. Well, they're worried. They're, you know, they're worried about like, oh, is she safe? And particularly, sometimes she shows up in areas that are uh, <clears throat> close to the public or secured areas. So people are like, oh, she shouldn't oh. be there. I better just let them know what's going on. 
And uh, when he would check out the scene with his fellow employees, they would always find that there was nothing there. Um, so that's what this... So just to double check, mm -hmm. I assume the airspace over an airport under 1,500 feet is closed to the public? Yeah, you okay. try... <laughs> it's not just try... some, some dickhead in a Cessna. No, try, try flying a drone around that area, see what happens. <laughs> just wanted to double check. <laughs> Yeah, I... uh, here's my problem with that, Moochie, because I feel like I've heard this story before, but it was a lady waiting for a sailor to come back. Have we heard that story before? A port uh, for also... ships, an airport for planes. But that's that... the, the concept is that also throwing herself off the cliff because she the, was these too... kinds of people are the kinds of people that turn into ghosts, right? Mm. That's let's that's the idea. Into, let's dig into some ghost theory, right? So there's an attachment to a place based on traumatic events. Exactly. And that's attachment why they return. to a person as well. There's, uh, I mean, actually, I mentioned this in my first, um, uh, our first episode, but the, uh, the Congress Hotel, the story I mentioned there was that the lady that jumped out of the window, but, but, but before she did that, she threw her two kids out the window because her husband said, oh, I'm done with you or something like that. He wasn't coming. Right. So that's a common, yes, it's a common theme. But that's the theme is like these are the these are the people that become ghosts or people that have unfinished business or people who um, have some kind of you know massive trauma that they need to resolve. Can, so you don't have can, any happy ghosts on your list. I don't think there are <laughs> no cast. Like, dude, I had like such a good time living at my house. I'm just gonna <laughs> haunt it for the hell of it. Just playing video games, smoking <laughs> a blunt. <laughs> here's here's my Maybe problem with all these. My like, cat's a ghost, and I am a ghost petting my ghost cat. Hey. It's a life, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess the yeah, the moral yeah, right. The moral There's story a, is a, like a lot of these have a cause or an explanation right, or something. Right. Don't leave people behind or they will haunt this area forever. That's like, why you, you always you basically have created a ghost. Oh, like, so you're... don't don't drive, you know, a, a, a bus full of kids off a, a bridge or it'll be haunted forever. <laughs> like be safe when you're driving. That's actually screw the, the world uh, over. It's a training video for all new yeah, bus drivers. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying the opposite then. Those the rumors of these haunted you know, female ghosts, these women ghosts that are throwing themselves out, these are perpetuated by the women. I'm saying if there's a, As cautionary... a cautionary tale to the men, don't fucking leave your your significant <laughs> other. So to sum up at this point in the episode, we have haunted bridge. Mm -hmm. We got a haunted airport. We got an airport visited by aliens. Um, what's next? What else do you guys have to sh have to uh, share? Well, uh, Muchi was talking about you know the scientific. Um, you know, a scientific method of repeating the same type of result. Um, I've got a um, an encounter here from August of 1951, and I'm not sure how to pronounce it properly. It's uh, Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas. Texas. Lubbock. Lubbock. Have you been there? I've been by it. Okay. <laughs> Is it nice? I don't know. Is there anything around it? Probably I, not. To be it seems honest, like... I don't like Texas. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so this I've been there uh, once. Okay. This encounter this encounter um <laughs> happened around 9:20 p.m. It involved uh several professors from Texas Technical College that were just apparently hanging out at one of their uh one of their backyards just like shooting the shit. Um there were engineering professors, physics physics professors, like chemical engineering professors 
just hanging out, probably having... Okay, the two of those three categories aren't saying a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> um, Physicists, I believe, but okay. engineering professors are, like, somewhat notoriously crackpots. <laughs> having an engineering degree myself, I can attest to that. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that you would give that a little bit more credibility. Like, oh, you know what, if I saw <laughs> oh, something... <maybe. laughs> um, so around 20, 9.20 that night, um, they were outside. They saw uh, what looked like 15 to 30 bluish green lights in a v formation flying basically right over them not too high up i forget what it was uh, in terms of like how high they were like those lights were but um they saw them pretty clearly um about an hour later they saw it again um and then you know after that happened uh what they do what's that what do they do in response to seeing so I'm not sure if it happened after the first night, but they continue to see uh, the the same formations for the next like couple days for a total of 12 times. They talk to other people around the community. Um, I think that uh, they went pretty far out in terms of like, it was like 100 miles or something out uh, and talked to people that also saw the same stuff. Um, and... They describe the same kind of thing. Um, Do you know how big of a group in total, how many witnesses uh, they were able to find? It was, so I have around, like, potentially hundreds of people that saw this. I don't okay. know how many people they actually talked to and, uh, and like, interviewed or whatever, but they did try to kind of do their own study, which I didn't look far enough in depth for, but they tried to do their own study um, of these lights that they saw, uh, this captured, like, the attention of the news. It captured the attention of uh, Project Blue Book, which was, an in, like, an investigative organization at that time. Um, was that FBI? That Blue was, Book? I think it's through, through the Air Force. Oh, okay. So they, prior to that, it was Project Grudge uh, that I think closed in 1950. And then Project Blue Book from there until, like, 69, I think. Or 70. I don't know what's going on right now. If, I mean, we have those those videos that they sent out, but I don't know if it's got a cool name like Project Blue Book or Grudge. Um, the Grudge. <laughs> the Grudge. <laughs> that's that's where the movie came from. Um, yeah. So they saw these lights in the sky. They um, there's pictures of these lights. Um, it's it's a V V formation. Um, they look pretty cool, but what so they geese flying a V formation. Right. right. So that was that I was just about to say that was one of the explanations for this. Like 9:20 p.m., you know, it's dark. These geese all have something on their bellies or something. Maybe they were radioactive. They just <laughs> they try to there was one of the explanation was a migration of birds or mm -hmm. like geese. Um that Cuz I see those in packs of 15 to yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it would check out because if you see these pictures, which we can post right here. Um, you see them? Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they, it looks like, it looks like geese flying, you know. Um, how they are glowing this way, you know. Um, it doesn't seem like their flight pattern because I think that they described it as smoother than that. But, um, yeah. Uh, they didn't, at the end of it, they didn't really say what they thought it was. So, Lucci, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> um, 
Oh, come on, I was it's hoping for something more. <laughs> You're supposed to be his enemy. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> UFOs. Um, and I, I know you might not have this on hand, but I think it'd be useful uh, for our listeners. How close is the nearest, uh, like, Army, Navy, or Air Force base to Lubbock, Texas? It is not an Air Force base anymore. Now it's the uh, Reese Technological Center. Uh, but there was an Air Force base in Lubbock, Texas, uh, that was established in 1941, uh, then closed down in 1997. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's a little bit closer than I thought it would be, right? Yeah. Well, and it gives me some skepticism. You hear all this stuff, Area 51 and everything, about being, you know, these sightings are just air, experimental aircraft flying overhead. So we heard about <laughs> Lubbock. Moochie, what else you got in your bag? Um, well, uh, Lincoln Park Zoo, uh, it was built on a city cemetery and not all the bodies were moved. Classic ghost story set up. Uh, some people have reported seeing ghosts. Uh, but you can check that out if you want. Uh, they do haunted tours. I actually want to hear Orlando's third one. Okay. This is... Uh, <laughs> Wait, do any of these, on these tours, are there adult tours? <laughs> I don't think it's all for kids. I mean, no they kids. allow you to curse after 10 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can say Another... whatever the hell you want. Another, I think you should leave reference because we're obsessed with that show. Do any of those bodies? And it's interesting, the ghosts. The ghosts are interesting. So, my last one that I have, um, pretty excited about this one because it's like fucking crazy, like off the wall crazy. And I wanted to get to it last time, uh, but we ran out of time because we were, it was like super long in the last one. Um, Kelly Hopkinsville, Kentucky. 1950. Wait, wait, is that one name of a city? Kelly Hopkinsville? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's Kentucky. Uh, this, is, this happened in the 1950s. That explains it. Um, so I got most of my information from uh, a 1955. So post-prohibition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're already getting there, uh, which is one of the things that they're going to blame this on. But I got my, most of my information from a 1955 report uh, by Isabel Davis and... Uh, the Blatcher Center for UFO Studies. And uh, what's, what's kind of fun about Kelly Hopkinsville is they still have a Little Green Men Festival, <laughs> like, to this day. I think they stopped it for COVID, uh, but I was just on the website the other day, and they might be kicking it back up, but it looks kind of fun. Like, they just really got into it after this. Well, I'd be really interested in some Spokane road trip to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes for me, but okay. <laughs> uh, so the story here, 11 people at a house. Um, earlier, um, early in the evening, one person... It was like a college town or something? This is, so I'll, I'll, I'll go through the different people in the house, but okay. there's 11 people in the house. Uh, earlier in the evening, like as the evening's starting, one saw, one was outside of the house um, and was doing whatever, saw a light above the house and land in a gully nearby. This was around 7 p.m. Um, there's, it was still light out. Um, about an hour after that, uh, their dog starts barking. And so all the boys that are in the house go out there and are you know going to investigate. And what they see are these glowing eyes and like talons and a floating like three foot creature and so they start having a shootout with this thing one's got one guy has a shotgun uh you know another one has a rifle so it's you know 
basically there's all this stuff happening. They're shooting at this thing that they don't know what it is. Um, the first encounter that they have um, with this thing was around 20 feet away, per their report. Uh, yellowish eyes. So I'm looking at the size of this room as being maybe 10 foot? It's about 11 feet, yeah. 11 feet? Yeah. It's about double this. And, and what time of night was this again? Sorry. This is around, uh, probably around eight, eight something. So the people in the house, there was a 50 year old woman. Uh, There's a 25 year old son, his wife, 29. Um, there was a uh, 21 year old, his wife, 27. Three minor children, 12, 10, and seven. One of the uh, adult son's friend, 21 an 18-year-old, and their brother, around 30 years old. So keep in mind, this is all, you know, adult people. One, one older woman, she's not that old, she's 50 years old, and then three minor children. It was August, by the way. It was August. Thank you. So in Kentucky, that would be Eastern Time Zone. I think it would be pretty light closer, out. I mean, yeah, I say closer toward the western edge of that time zone. The sun wouldn't set until... A little bit later in the evening. Yeah, I mean, from what I saw, it looked like at 7 o'clock when the, the one guy first saw the, you know, the, the thing go down, it was still light out. And then yeah. about an hour later, maybe it would have been a little bit darker. But um, so they're shooting at this thing. It's like their bullets are like ricocheting and it's like doing flips. It's like going all over the place. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that's what I found. It's <laughs> the bullets are ricocheting. <laughs> And it's doing flips. <laughs> I literally saw this. Um, Some Neo-ass <laughs> bullets. Um, one appeared, like, one thought that they hit it because they heard the ricochet sound. So this happens, right? Um, they basically have all this, the shootout with the creature. Um, they go to the police. They leave. They all leave. They go to the police. The police go to investigate. These people are very, like, shooken up. They're very scared. They're like, you know, this is what we saw. Um, they talk to the um, the mom, the 50-year-old the mother of the those adult uh, men. Um, she's, like, very, like, straightforward as to what happened. Um, the police get there, and what you would think is that, you know, they're all plastered. They're just shooting their guns off. <laughs> um, but from what I found, it didn't look like there was much drinking. Um, they um, they had the city, state, county, as well as the military go to that location. Like, like all these people show up, seemingly believing them because of how they show up to the police station. Um, the family's like, no, 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 I'm not going to go over there. You guys check it out. We're staying the fuck away from this area. Um, they're, you know, still scared. Uh, the police searched the area, didn't find anything. Police leave around four in the morning. Police leave, family goes back. And then shortly after, basically, again, there's like another siege on the house with these little <laughs> fucking creatures. And Wait, so creatures, plural. Yeah, because before there was one. So you I think that there a was a floating green ghoul. Right, and I think uh, little green ghouls. <laughs> what's funny is when you see, like, if you Google this uh, this um, encounter, the pictures you'll see, they kind of remind me of gremlins, which is kind of <laughs> so they gave a funny. description to like a police sketch artist kind of thing. Right. So 
um, they all returned to the house. They um, they had like another person go with them uh, and was hanging out at the house with them um, who talks to, I believe he talks to the mother who also describes what she saw. Um, she also sees, at that time, she sees one at like the window with its hand near the fireplace and uh, as she was trying to go to sleep around that time. Um, police officers go back the next morning uh, and are there investigating the next day. Um, again, don't really find anything. Um, so nobody's been able to verify other than this house. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So what kind of gets verified is that neighbors later on see, or not later on see, but they later recall that there were lights going towards that house um, around the time where the like the creatures would have been coming up from that gully that they saw the light go down to. Um, so, so they saw kind of, lights before they started blasting. Right, right. So like an hour before. So one of them sees lights head down to a gully. About an hour later, dog starts barking. Then they see this creature. They all go investigate. And the neighbors recount how they saw the lights going towards the house and the gully. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of cooperation at that point. Um, you know, there was investigators that were interviewing people. Um, the family still seemed scared at that point. Nucci, um, what do you think about all this? Because, you know, there's a lot of reports and you've been pretty silent over here. And I really like to antagonize the both of you. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I looked this up briefly and, uh, I, I know that they, um, you know, people later have said it was most likely great horned owls. I don't mm. know if Orlando had a response to that though. I, I saw that and I, this is and my response true. to that. <laughs> and it's not true. It's, it's totally not owls. Uh, my response to that is that these are people that live out in like, like this isn't really suburbia. Like they're not living where we live in the city you know they're living somewhere where they would know what owls look like you know what i mean like they've probably seen an owl or two i mean i so, could differentiate between an owl and you know some kind of monster and i live in the city i'm always skeptical about this kind of thing you know where i grew up like not super far out in the country but out in the country um there's this thing around like Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, parts of Kentucky, uh, about the Mothman. Mm. Are you guys familiar with this mm. cryptid? This cryptid, yeah. Because um, again, I think I don't think anything proved that was aliens. It was just a strange sighting. And mm -hmm. so, like, yeah, the fucking Mothman is like, oh, you know, he hangs from power lines and all this other shit. I'm like, okay, it's a large bat or a fucking <laughs> owl. Yeah. But, like, if you ask anybody, so, you know, that's, like, creature. from, like, along that section of the Ohio River or up into the Appalachians, like, oh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. It's, like... Some creature no. that just people just don't have much experience with. And yeah, the first these are people they that them, know, like, like, they should know what an owl looks like. They should know what a, a bobcat, you know, looks like. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> and yet. I don't know. I think I would give them, you know, a little bit of leeway in terms of, you know, like what you said, 20 feet away, even if you're 50 feet away, I think you would know what an owl looks like, especially if it's like moving in a, you know, if it's moving in a different way than an owl. I guess you said it was still light out. I don't know. How big are but those said, owls? Um, Not, I mean, they could get pretty big. I think so. But yeah. I, I, these things were described as being around three feet. So I could well, see. 
I mean, I can see an owl being around that big, but and the flipping around the big fucking owl. The flipping around. I mean, don't owls like flip their heads around a lot too? Like, isn't that not their body? Sure. I mean, that's maybe like a solid foot and a half owl. There are also like accounts where they were saying that they were like size. It was as if they were wearing some kind of like metallic, like something that would make the ricocheting of sound. Eighteen to twenty-five inches, so like two feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and that's really... a, and that's the biggest type of owl, the great horned owl, right? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we really need a field trip to go over some bridges, go to O'Hare, uh, go see. Some well, we owls. go to O'Hare to go to the bridges. <laughs> well, we go to Hawaii from yeah. O'Hare. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, full disclosure, we had a couple of beers before this episode, and you guys told me that. You also have some self-criticism of your own positions. Yeah, of our yeah. position, Which, not of ourselves. I've never criticized <laughs> your ourselves. Own position. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm not a trial Constantly lawyer, but I feel like you don't usually bring this stuff up unless your opponent has. We're all friends here. But this is a friendly sure, debate. <laughs> to inform our audience uh, better, um, Moochie, do you have something you want to talk about as far as... Uh, the grain of salt to take with your ghost stories. Yeah, I think the one thing that you can say about um, the existence of ghosts versus the existence of aliens is that it's 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 not as logical. It's not as like, um, yeah, just not as logical that you could um, you can kind of logically think, okay, out there somewhere statistically there must be some other form of life. Oh, and the leap to, okay, maybe they are you know, even more advanced than us and are able to make it to our planet. Okay, there's kind of a logic, you know, stream there that is maybe not existent with ghosts because it is sort of otherworldly, other realm kind of, uh, of thought. Like, it's, 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 it's sort of faith-based, sort of like belief in a spirit and a continuation of, of life after death, which is just, you know, a little less logical to us as people that, you know, maybe believe in science over, you know, as a way to explain the world, right? Right. A little less logical is maybe my criticism of my position. I mean, personally, I think you might be selling uh, selling things short a little bit on what actually, like, haunting or ghost can mean. Mm-hmm. You know, you say it has to mean this, like, life after death kind of thing, but I think it can just be an attachment uh, to a particular place, right? Which is also, but which is also some kind of like spiritual line of thinking, or like, um, not 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 as like sort of tangible in in terms of like a thread of logic you can follow. Okay. You know, yeah. have you ever heard sure. of like the like the theory that those ghost settings are just kind of like a reflection or like a double exposure of life that happened like we're living this moment and you know a hundred years from now it's like as if you took a picture like a polaroid picture and it's kind of you know there's that shadow behind it it's just a delayed shadow of what once was have you ever heard of that reparations kind of you, you know what i'm saying like just kind of like the basically the energy that was there is just kind of like a still exists yeah, so like, like an, an echo. That's still, yeah, like an echo of what right. happened. I mean, th- this is actually 
along the lines of something I hoped you would have brought up in the free will versus determinism episode, but you know, the phenomenology of it, like these people feel very strongly that they experienced a vision or, mm -hmm. you know, a sighting. I don't know if there was sound involved or whatever the case yeah. might be. Sure. Screaming. And but so assuming that they're and this is uh, with a lot of this stuff, a big stretch on both sides here, assuming their first-hand reports are actually reliable and mm -hmm. that they're telling the truth of what they saw, they're able to relay what they felt. Um, you know, I think that it's hard to explain away that phenomenology, that someone actually felt like they had seen this um, to the best mm -hmm. of their description, mm -hmm. felt that they had mm -hmm. felt this, right. heard this, smelled this, there, I mean, there's chills and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's hard to explain away a lot of that when it comes to ghost stories, whereas maybe because we're applying this sort of logical filter to aliens, which are like a technology thing, uh, that's maybe not necessary. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I just think there's a phenomenology aspect to it that doesn't require a belief in afterlife, the spiritual or anything else, but just yeah. relies on what is the other plausible <clears throat> explanation for the experience of having seen a ghost. But Okay. Let's yeah. talk about that in season three. <laughs> okay. uh, so, so what you got, Lando? You you also brought some yeah some backfire yeah to so, this debate. So as much as I would like to just you know hundred percent commit, uh, there's some problems with you know believing this position. Mainly, uh, people that would want to portray, you know have fiction play as nonfiction, right? So come up with a the story. of fame. Right, kind of. right. Which for, you know, for the examples I gave, I gave them because I don't see any, for this episode and last one, I don't see any reason why they would make it up. I don't think that, this is not necessarily something where you, if you're just telling like the authorities what you saw, I don't think that that's something where you're really looking for fame. But if you're writing a book and maybe that act of, you know, that, that book of fiction, maybe it's not working out as great. Maybe you spin it as a nonfiction. You slap it right on there. And maybe it does a little bit better. So I have a book here that I'd like to talk about. Apropos of nothing, you have a book. <laughs> I have a book that uh, I was really excited about reading. It's a good book. Well... It's a book. Some might even call it the good news. <laughs> so uh, This is I, not the Bible. <laughs> no, this is not the Bible. Because there are aliens in the Bible, right? There's dinosaurs in the Bible, so I'm sure there's aliens, right? Yeah. Um, the book is Community, a true story. And I'd just like to call out Whitley Stryber for a second, because I really, really wanted to like this German book. To be this isn't the guy you mentioned the first episode, right? No, no. The this guy who had speak before. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So that guy, I the the um, uh, Devil's Den, that book, that's the one that you're oh, talking that's about, a right? Book. Okay. So he was a, like a former prosecutor, and he was in the military, and inherently yeah. trustworthy, and inherently trustworthy. Um, I mean, he also wrote a book. strike <laughs> lawyer strike. <laughs> prosecutor <laughs> these are all callbacks to the first episode <laughs> so that guy also wrote a book but the thing is yeah. he wasn't okay, was he cool. wasn't an author prior to writing that book uh whitley mm. my buddy whitley here was a, <laughs> On a first name basis he <laughs> was a author prior he mostly uh it seemed from what i saw he 
dabbled in like horror books and like you know kind of scary books which you know before i started fiction yeah so before i started reading this book i was like okay well i'm gonna take that into account when i read this one which is supposedly a true story by the way this was a new york times bestseller so it's interesting it's entertaining um so there's some promotion there some sort of higher profile than just your average crack yeah so he did he did well with this book um, I would like to just, just so you know where I'm coming from in terms of the problem that I have, uh, I would like to quote the book, uh, if I could. Um, this is in a scene where he is describing uh, being abducted and uh, abducted by aliens, and they have him, and he's like laying on a table, and he's got a an alien that he thinks is a a female alien he doesn't know why he thinks that's the case but he's so a classic physical exam wake up on right right and he's he's describing this this being as a, as a female being he doesn't know why he thinks that but he's describing it as being a female alien um and the you know she's she's doing something um and the quote here that i have by the way this is an alien that's supposedly <laughs> saying this Jesus, is that your penis? <laughs> that is an alien. A nice Catholic alien. Who believes Christian in Jesus. <laughs> um, so when I got to that page, <laughs> you know, it's... Wait, do you think aliens believe in ghosts? Ooh, that is a good, that's a good question. Next time, um, that's that's a good one. That's a that's a story for another time. So, in this guy's true story, in his true story, aliens believe in Jesus. They uh, they've been saved. Yeah, yeah. So, and also are impressed are by you, human penises. Say, yeah. So that's what I, that's what I'm getting at. I want to unpack this. Do you think the untrue part is that he has a big? Or do you think the untrue part is that he was abducted? Because I think there's two separate things here. I don't want an answer to that. (laughs) Because it could just be, you know, a bit of, uh, you know, artistic, let's say, hyperbole, uh, you know, for effect. While the the body of the text remains true. Um, This guy... He just wanted to brag? Yeah. He could everything just else is true. Fabricated everything else. He just like let me slip this in there. <laughs> yeah, it could be a true abduction story, and he has a tiny. D- it could that he has. It could be that he has a big, sh- and then just wrote this whole story to like tell people about how big his. D- was. It's like a uh, or both informative false. book. Yeah, both could yeah. be false. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, he's just doubling down. <laughs> so uh, maybe it was just like a miscommunication. Maybe uh, I think she was communicating like in his mind. But maybe there was, like, something was lost in translation where, like, penis doesn't actually mean penis. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it was was translated, like, into his language. And it was like, oh, she said her savior. And I interpret that as Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm holding a savior pencil. And that's what she meant. <laughs> Glocktor. That's your reproductive organ? Reproductive organ? So, yeah, that's my, that's my you know, kind of... It does seem like the topic of aliens attracts a lot of, like, kind of crackpot people <laughs> selling fiction as true stories just because there's a lot of people that want to believe. Right. 
That's why I try to focus on the people that I think would come off as credible. Um, because why would and they? And then there's Mister Schreiber. <laughs> uh, maybe he's telling the truth. We'll see. I the yeah. truth will be known. Hopefully. Whitley, come on the pod. <laughs> yeah, come on the post hog. Come on the pod or log off. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I think I'm about ready to render a verdict. Guys. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Guys? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, um, you look like you have something to say. We just had a meeting of the minds, uh, yeah. telekinetically a little bit here, um, that, uh, you know, we've come to a settlement in this issue. Yeah, I think we're going to settle. Yeah. So Before you just, before you get to that, we, we're going to settle. Yeah. But you still maybe sit through all this. Yeah, well, well I, I think the term of art is a waste of judicial resources. <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time. Yeah, you'll not believe how often that happens. <laughs> um, but I, th- yeah, the settlement terms, as I believed it were, was that I am going to, you know, give credence to the position that aliens are real. I'm not going to say from here on out that aliens are not real. Right. No disparagement. Yes. Right. And I'm going to say that ghosts are real. I'm not going to trash them. They're real. I, I'm not going to say that they're not. Now, if anyone violates this, then the whole thing's thrown out. We have to do a retrial. But I don't see that happening. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I, I think if we did a Scooby Doo episode, that might bring it up because they deal with both ghosts and aliens. That's true. So that's I, true. I, I mean, I, I love to hear that. that these parties are committed to working things out. Yeah. But I may remain a little bit skeptical. I've known you guys for a hot minute. Mm. But we'll see. Well, I'm happy we've settled this, at least for today. Um, So that's been this episode of OTR, A Friendly Debate. Ghosts versus Aliens. I guess we both win? Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. We're on every popular platform and some unpopular ones as well um we do youtube videos do we have tiktok we do we do uh what else do we have we have an instagram we have little mini episodes to fill up in between especially relevant here hear about some of our friends ghost stories Mm -hmm. um yeah so be sure to look out this is the start of season two um i hope we're not really getting relitigating too much and actually getting into new content but Let's find out.